Hello and welcome to another edition of Across the Line with me, Chris Greatwich. Uh, today it's just me. Uh, Jing Hamang is unfortunately unavailable for this episode, but for this very special 50th episode, we have James Younghusband back on the show. Um, he's recently announced that he's retiring from football, which is incredibly sad for the Philippine football public, but we managed to go back through his career and talk about some of his experiences with the national team, um, his, his time with Morocco Sparks, his time with Ceres Negros most recently, and talk about some of the highs and lows throughout his career. Um, so if you like this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to us uh, on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Um, like, review us. Um, please also leave us a comment where possible and share this podcast with your friends because that will really help us to get the word out there. But without further ado, here is James Young Husband for our 50th episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Across the Line. Today is our 50th episode. Um, and to mark this special occasion, we have a return, returning guest, um, a very special member of the Philippine football fraternity, Mr. James Young Husband, is here. How are you doing, James? I'm good, mate. Always, always happy to see you, especially in the morning. <laughs> especially in the morning, yes. Just for everyone's benefit, we're record, recording this very early in the morning because uh, James is on a very busy schedule at the moment, so we've managed to uh, to pin him down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, how, how's it going? How's, how's lockdown treating you at the moment? Um, well, yeah. Uh, of course, like everyone, it, things have got better. Uh, at, at the start, it's like new, like uh, being locked down and not used to being indoors the whole time. So, but then after a while, it starts to get into your mind mentally to test. But now things have reopened slowly. I like uh, just getting back to doing some normal things. So it's, it's getting a bit better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, since the, the lockdown has occurred, you, you, you've made the big announcement, um, which is that you've um, you've hung up the boots. You've retired from boots, mate, yeah. from professional football. What what made you come to that decision? Um, well, to be honest, mate, I've said this before. It was like um, my plan was to see out this, the rest of 2020. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like I really wanted to play in AFC and got to do that with Ceres at the start of the year. And then, uh, but then obviously the pandemic hit, and so I think I, I pushed it ahead of schedule to announce yeah. it. I just felt like with the current situation globally with with sports, like it was time to and self evaluation. It was time to focus on the next step sooner. And um, yeah, it's um, it was a tough decision, but yeah, it's it was going to happen. And yeah, I can't exactly say why, but I just felt it was the right time to announce it, mate. And of course, when I announced it, I thought of you when you when you told me you were going to retire. So yeah, it's a lot of emotions, and just uh, I just feel it's time and time for the next chapter, really. Because yeah, uh, I feel like it's the right time. Was there a tipping point? Because I remember I was watching you. So at the start of lockdown, you were still doing your bits and pieces fitness-wise. You know, you're getting out, doing your running, videoing them, posting them up, thinking, "Oh, James is looking sharp. He's getting ready for the, he's getting ready for the season. Whenever that's going to happen." So, what was there like a tipping point, or was it just a sort of gradual realization that I think now's the time to, to call it quits? Yeah, you're right, mate. Um, well, originally I thought the lockdown would only be. You know, I remember talking to Coach Rista. I, th I thought it would be only maximum two two or three months but then it got extended more and more and I was like I'm one I need to be productive I need to work and during that time uh, when I was working out I always would get messages from people with asking me if I'm interested in coaching now and and I was like and other things in life as well I'd even watch the telly and watch uh, houses being fixed up on Netflix mm. and like, oh, what am I getting into that and you just explore the idea of doing something different, really. And I've, uh, as well, and I was like, as well, it came to my mind as well, there'll be a year round. There's so many young boys losing out on football. Yeah. Remember, you say it's like when things don't go right and you've got the young boys, they're the ones you feel bad because we got to experience things when we were younger. We're constant football every year and like lots of tournaments. But now I feel it's really time to give the youth, more, uh, young boys, more of a chance, really. And, and I want to be involved in it, uh, like as a coach now. Oh, okay, that's a big revelation. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit later on in, in in the interview, just what your sort of plans are from here on in. I mean, you, you said when you came on the show before that you would like to get involved in coaching in in, in some capacity. Obviously, you've got the academy with your with your brother that's 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 been going on for a number of years. So we'll probably unpack that a little bit uh, yeah. and explore that a little bit later on. Um, 
but I sort of want to go back really and have an opportunity to think back because obviously we've had a great career. Um, you know, over, over 100 caps at a national team. At the club level, you, you've been very much at the forefront of, of the domestic football scene. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you say? I mean, maybe a lot, there's a lot of them to, to potentially choose from, but what, what was your biggest high over the course of your, your long career? Um, playing with Christopher Greatwich. Obviously, <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> um, well, no, mate, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's got to be that little, that great time we had, I think, from 2010 to possibly 2012, really, when football like really hit the top... I could say it's true. It was the hottest ticket in town in the Philippines mm. at the end. Things were like, being honest, it was like a roller coaster where you're at the, the top of the point and and everyone's excited and screaming. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the highlight because really, like, when me and Phil first decided to come to the Philippines, we had, we did, it's true, we had our mission. We actually wrote down and my brother went to some people to work with in football, the football community. And to be honest, I think, yeah, the first three rejected him. They saw him maybe as potential threat, like, sorry, as, oh, you can't take my kids. It's like, well, and Phil was like, no, we want to help you. We want to grow football here. Mm-hmm. And it was to the, fir- the fourth meeting who we met with, who we still work with, Coach Giorgio Durian and Kathy Nazareno. They, uh, they were the ones to really see, see our vision as well and share the same vision. And our vision was to grow the sport. Like, and we had a 50-year plan and that whole 2010 to 20 so that with the help of yourself and all the other ASCAL players and the help of course with the guy PFF the guys involved it was we achieved that in one year so yeah so we're ahead of schedule so yeah I say that was the highest and yeah it was great to travel around and really good really good banter and uh, yeah it's just the aura around the team and like um yeah just always stepping out on that field and like we knew that uh we had like the TV network. So that was the highest really. And yeah, I think just the career high is getting ahead of schedule with a 50 year plan. It turning into a one year. Yeah. So. What, what was in that? What was in the, in the plan that was, that was sort of specific targets that you wanted to hit? Oh, you remember? I can tell you, I, we haven't actually told anyone this public. We had ideas for a league. We had ideas for a semi-professional league and obviously UFL was just starting up then. Yeah. Of course we were like, yeah, we, and we wanted to be involved in UFLs, or it even came to a point where we were going to play for Alaska's team as well. It's we were always open to all ideas. We wanted to see what worked, what didn't work, and of course, me and Phil being in the Philippines, we didn't know how things. That, and that was what's good about having Kathy Nazarena and Jojo uh, Durian. They knew how things worked, and and then we would bring our knowledge from Europe, and they would have their knowledge here in the Philippines. So yeah, we had ideas for a league. We even had. I was actually because of this lockdown, I've had time to clear out loads of storage. And I found all these files of all our ideas and my brother's like uh, drawings of a training ground and everything here. He even wanted to buy land here to build a training complex. Even me, I had, like we designed, like we had idea for a, a theme park, like sort of <laughs> like, um, like obstacle course. And we we're going right. to get inflatables and you know how it is. Uh, we we're going to get those speed lasers where you run through and, and test your speed. Of course, it would have been quite pricey. I don't know if we would have made enough money back. But we were throwing loads of ideas and it was just we wanted to be involved in football and have fun and share our knowledge around the country. Um, but yeah, there was the league idea. We even did, yeah, we played in the league, uh, the local uh, the league here in Alabang, the MPLFA league. And we played against the school teams. We just wanted to do anything involved in football. Played, we played, we joined in in tournaments and it was just we needed to just learn what, how, what worked and what didn't work. So that was the plan. Yeah. So everything but the theme park came to fruition is that what you're saying the theme park's still possible you know oh, oh okay all right if you want to get involved i've got the numbers here like we yeah we had a it's, i can't remember the company we messaged through uh in i can't remember but it's like amount of thousands of dollars it would cost and i think phil yeah. was take it out of his own pocket but those are ideas right. to show the fun side of the game really and yeah so who knows <laughs> what was the point within that specific two-year period that you thought wow actually Things have changed. Like things are different because obviously you were you were here in the Philippines in the Philippines before everything cha- everything sort of changed in 2010 um, with with what happened in in uh, the Suzuki Cup in that period. But yeah. was there a moment in between that sort of that 2010 2012 period where you thought, wow, actually things are so different to how it was when we first came out? I think it was the media attention. 
I think my brother being on TV patrol every day. Yeah. Um, like, and yeah, it's just seeing the advert. I think just driving around seeing some of the players on billboards, I think that's when you realize it changes. I mean, that was it, just the awareness we weren't wanted to raise really. And yeah, that just by that, you, you, you spread something, you spread like the football fever, like, because people would ask who's that person. And, oh, he's a soccer player, he's a football player. And that's it, you grow, to, you reach different markets. You re- People may not know about football, they may not know the rules, but they know of certain individuals, certain personalities. And and that's how you get into, obviously, my, you had the reach into the, the celebrity world, the showbiz world, and you're reaching that. And I was like, that's what's working. And that's what's, um, when you realise it's grown that way. Of course, you have to look at other countries. We compare it to Europe and like even just the US, when you see, like of course, you have the women's national team like growing in popularity and with the celebrities and it just spread mm-hmm. that awareness and I think just seeing that was the time and of course it was great and you had people wanting to come to watch our games the tickets even the after parties as yeah. well like it was yeah you had you'd have um you'd have the DJ announce the arrival of the Ascals so <laughs> those were those were you like yeah this is Jade's of course you would like to get back to that and I think that's what we're all working on to get towards that now yeah uh, in in one of the previous podcasts that we had with um with Jing we were talking about that the fact that it was it was like this whirlwind period where everything just seemed to to be like gold you know it was like just this clamber for tickets or clamber to get a glimpse you know it just doesn't seem to be to be that so much anymore um but what what would you say was like uh, the, the the peak moment is there like a peak moment for you uh, across your, your your time with either the national team or, or, or with the club, not necessarily just within that period, but across your whole football career. Um, I'd probably say I'll give you two two of them because they're two different ones. I'd probably say us competing in the World Cup uh, World Cup qualifiers mm. that was the highlight. Just Rosal Memorial packed, and then you had like the dra- the drama, like even the Sri Lanka game, and then you had the the Q8 game as well, like the, the, on the field, that was like um, where it was. You felt like this is amazing. Like you just yeah. you get that butterfly feeling, you get that that goosebumps feeling as well. But I say yeah, Percy. Like I'm sure you may agree as well as the, when we played against LA Galaxy, and yet like who would have thought we'd bring David uh, David Beckham to the Philippines? Yeah, and like get the chance to play against. I remember messaging you. You're like, oh, you come to the game. You went, yes, yeah, some guy named David's playing. <laughs> I feel like getting involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, just then growing up, he's your our childhood hero, and you think like, yeah, him, him coming to the Philippines, you get to play not meet him in the Philippines, but you get to play football against him in the Philippines. So those were like, I think that was the peak, uh, like real peak, and yeah, just that and. I mean, there's been it's a long period of time, and there's been lots of ups and downs, and yeah, those are the ones that yeah stick in your mind. It's like that whole experience, and when you see on Facebook the photos, that ah oh, yeah, those <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, I posted that one yet maybe last week. It was that it was a picture of us in the LA Galaxy uh, yeah. game, and it was it was such a. Which we didn't realise it at the time because we were right smack bang in the middle of that sort of frenzied state. And you know, I remember talking like you know, Manny Pacquiao came to watch the game. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, like if you, if you're wondering how how much sort of reach we had at that particular moment in time, you know, we were getting, you know, I mean, not just the biggest celebrity in the Philippines, but you know, one of the biggest stars on the planet yeah. coming to watch us, you know, play against exactly. other people who are also, you know, most iconic figures in sport so yeah that that for me was definitely one of the highlights and it's 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 funny it's strange that you mentioned it like for me it was probably like suzuki cup 2010 for obvious reasons probably indonesia game which seems strange because obviously it's nothing to do with the result it was nothing to do with results we lost both those games but the 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 atmosphere was incredible and then the same even the like obviously sri lanka game you you guys won i didn't play in that one but the q8 game the same you lost Lost the game at home, but like the atmosphere was electric. I remember watching it, thinking, "Wow, what an atmosphere!" And then you mentioned the Galaxy game, another game that we lost. Um, <laughs> um, so it, it's funny, isn't it? Like the more we, I sort of speak, speak to people, especially when it's sort of post career, and obviously it's it's fairly fresh for you. But when a lot of people think back and look back over their career, most of the key moments don't seem to be like about the football per se. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't seem to be about many, many people talk about like a specific game or a, or a goal that they scored. And like one of the things that people miss is obviously, you know, being in uh, the changing room environment, the, the, the banter and stuff. I mean, you, you've been off the field now for a number of months. Yeah. Since you retired, is, is there anything that you, you don't miss about playing? I, I know that a lot of people talk about you know, when they retire, there, there's certain things that they do miss, but like pre-season, for example, no one, no one misses during a during a preseason, so since you've been able to put your feet up for a number of weeks, what um, what don't you miss about football? Uh, I don't miss having to have such a strict diet. <laughs> like, you, 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 have you been letting yourself go? No, nah, not too much. Not too much. I'm all right. I'm still working out. I think though, it's um, I, I've changed my workouts now. More as my brother said, it's more for leisure. Where you and you're just mixing it up, doing sort of different workout, different like you do yoga, you do uh, a hip workout, you do like I did, Z- I do Zumba with like karate kicks and stuff in the in right, the okay. room. Just something there, but yeah, um, it's hard because yeah, look, there's not many things I don't miss, but yeah, I can relate to some players where I don't miss like just running and running and yeah. running. Um, uh, what else is there? You know, one thing I miss, James. I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I don't miss being on a schedule. People, some yeah, people, are like, oh, I, I love the routine. I, I had that in my mind, like, and you just, yeah, it's like oh, I get like, and all like, if it's when you're in a camp or in a hotel, you're like, I've got to be here, got to be. You're like, all right, we got like ten minutes before we have to head down, and oh, what we got to wear and stuff like, yeah, like, yeah, it's um, which I think there's a good part to that until it just helps you get organized and stuff but yeah I don't but you're right I can I agree with you like just being on a schedule and stuff I think as well there's a part where I don't miss I think there's there's times where you just overthink some things as well where like it's like you overthink an opponent really or you overthink like something you have to work on in training and something I think I've learned that's why I think I've learned just like should be a bit relaxed and just take go with the flow <laughs> go with the flow yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. As well, like, yeah, being here running in the heat as well, it's a hard one. I think that's a big one. I think that's a, that's something that's massively under, under sort of appreciated is just how difficult it is to, to train every day when it's 100 right. degrees out. Do you know what I mean? It's... I've got whiter. <laughs> the tan has gone. <laughs> is, that, is it? Yeah. I can see I'm a bit whiter compared to usual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's don't miss yeah. Agree the preseason one and yeah, it's oh as well like oh yeah the worry this why it's well in general really not just for football but when you're if you're gonna be late for training and you're worried <laughs> when you arrive you're stuck in traffic like, oh no I'm gonna be late and you gotta send a message to the coach and you just know it's gonna, you just gotta dive in and just say yeah sorry <laughs> yeah so yeah don't miss uh, I think the worrying part you don't miss the worry uh, the uh, I don't miss the worrying part. I remember I listened to an interview with um, with Ben Foster the other day, and, and he he's obviously still playing. And one of the things that he said he's really looking forward to is like just going on vacation whenever he feels like it. Ah, oh, you're spot on. You're spot on, mate. Oh, that's what well, that's what Phil said actually. He just, of course, now he, and I'm sure you feel the same. It's starting a family, especially, and I think Rob Gears felt that way as well. It's just especially when you're national, you're doing international tournaments, you're traveling a lot, and. It's yeah, it's as well. Yeah, the, as you said, the schedule of the season, you see, summer holidays. That's when preseason. Is so, <laughs> so yeah, look, looking forward to going on vacations and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know you love a vacation. You like you like doing a bit of traveling. Yeah, so, <laughs> a little bit off topic, but is there anywhere that you like to go visit? Uh, if we've got this, this this free time, and maybe not right now because traveling is going to be a bit difficult. But anything on your on your radar that you would like to go and visit? Now you've got a bit of extra free time. Yeah, it's not it's not a good time because it's got the highest cases in the world. But yeah, the US, I, I, I really love the US. Ever since I was a kid, really, I get all the travel magazines to go to the US with the Statue yeah. of Liberty on it. And, and then as you get older, of course, you've got Vegas as well. So, yeah. Nah, so, yeah, um, go to LA and stuff, like go, go across the United States, or hopefully when things calm down with the corona. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I fully get that. That's definitely something I'm looking forward to doing as well. Once this pandemic eases, um, there's 
there's been so many highs in your career and you know you mentioned just a couple and and they're probably they're some of the more obscure ones i think there are there are some even more sort of obvious ones that are more sort of synonymous with you um you've had your fair share of lows as well disappointments um you know obviously we, we kind of touched upon it before you'd signed the series the fact that you hadn't I, I said you hadn't won a domestic trophy. You, you brought up the the Mickey Mouse Cup, I called it, um, that you won. Uh, um, yeah, I said it's I said it's won by default. Um, so um, yeah, obviously you managed to kind of put that to bed this season by winning winning a double with Serres. Or this, sorry, this past season. Um, but what, were there any sort of real lows? Were there any any? parts of your career where you're like that was that was a really difficult period for me to get through uh yeah when you beat us in the cup final <laughs> which one uh, Cop- <laughs> uh, yeah no that, yeah that was disappointing really like but you guys deserved it um but yeah other lows um i think the biggest one in my career is like it's hard to say because you some of the boys always talk about being a great time and it was a great time like some players know how it was. I remember Simone and me talked about it for a bit. Um, my lowest point for the national team was the Maldives Challenge Cup. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, our squad was, like, talent-wise, so good. So mm-hmm. good. Very competitive for positions. And I'll be honest, yeah, my, my performance wasn't the best at the start, really. I think yeah, I just, yeah, it just wasn't clicking for me. And, of course, then I was put on the bench. And it's very hard when you're usually playing I'm sure you know, like usually in the starting line and also you're on the bench and you don't get any game time from, you play the first two games and then you don't get, and then after that you don't get, well, yeah, you play the first two games and then after that you don't get any game time for the rest of the Did tournament. you not, did you not play the whole tournament thereafter? No, I didn't, I, I didn't come on. Um, I played the first two games, the first one against, you got injured, you got an eye injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who was our first, was that? Afghanistan. 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 Was that our first game? Mm. Uh, yeah, against them. And then our, co- our second game against, uh, was it Lau? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lau. And then that game, I got taken off at half time. Again, our squad was so strong and very hard to get back into the team after that. And uh, just, but I mean, team wide, we got to the final and we did, uh, uh, I supported from the bench. And, but then, um, we got to the final, came close to qualify, came close to winning it. Just think, yeah, personally, I was very because it's very difficult when you're on an island. <laughs> People think, oh, the Maldives paradise. Like, yeah. Now you're when you're there for work and like, of course, you want to play, you want to do your part. And you're low, be honest, you're low on confidence and you're stuck in a hotel uh, in the room in the Maldives. It's not, it's not, it's not ideal. And that's why, yeah. After that, we, uh, me, your brother went, and my brother went to uh, went to Singapore with Morale Curry, and yeah, uh, felt good just to play in that game, get more, get a, get a game again, and and yeah, I scored a hat trick. Yeah, I remember that. So I remember after the final, uh, obviously, uh, for those of you that don't remember, I think I played played the first game, got injured, and then I played in the semi final, scored the winner. Yeah, you did. Man get us through to the finals I was buzzing so I was like I I wasn't sure if I was going to start because obviously the team had done had done well up until that point I felt like I if I was going to come on in that game I'll do something I just felt that and then the way the game pan I don't know if you remember but they had two absolute monsters at the back and they were just eating everything up they were physically so and it was like the game was sort of tailor-made for you because they were just, it was quite a difficult pitch to play on. So yep. sort of intricate play was quite tough. So we, were, we, were, we needed some sort of aerial threat, at least just to challenge those two because balls were coming to the box and it just, you know, they were just dealing with everything. So I was like, the logical sub was obviously to put you on and then probably to bring myself on. And I remember you and I were warming up for ages and then obviously the, the, the three subs were made. Um, and... I remember both of us just been like so so disappointed. And I know a lot of players then voiced their disappointment with that, which was you know I feel sorry for for, for Thomas Dooley in a sense because he I know he he came up to me at breakfast the following day and, and apologised. He said, oh, if I could do it again, I'd, I'd I would have put you on. I think I've made a mistake there. 
And also, I was livid. I was fuming uh, at, that, at that point. I know a few other players, namely you, uh, were, were also disappointed. So I appreciate him. And he made decisions what he thought was best at the time. I don't think, yeah, obviously, he, he called it as he saw it. But, you know, in the end, he, he probably realised he, he didn't make the right calls um, in that particular game. Um, but, yeah, I, I can remember you just being absolutely just devastated and then yeah. come, I remember you played shortly afterwards in Singapore and obviously got those, you know, got that out of your system straight away with a, with a blistering performance. I remember even like sending you a message or tweeting or something like he's back yeah. or yeah. I remember that. Cheers for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's what I mean. Like I was like, I say it's hard because you want the team to do well, but of course you want to be involved. And I say, I felt that was my worst personal performance for the national team. So of course you're down, but then you want to be up with everyone else. Especially yeah. when we're, Boat singing Backstreet Boys. It's like it was very exciting. That's what I mean. It's I was happy we we did really well in the tournament. And of course, let's be honest. I'm sure every player will say it. It's, you of course you think about personally how you feel, what your involvement is, what what you can contribute. But yeah, and that was a lesson for me. I needed to work on stuff. And yeah, so that was my lowest low. <laughs> really, I I didn't realize it was that it was. It was that significant for you. I didn't. I didn't realize that because obviously, like you said, a lot of us were looking at it from the perspective. Of, it was a really good time. Like the trip itself was 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 enjoyable. Like the group we had was good, both oh, in that, terms I, of I, I great group, weren't we? Yeah. Hey, as I said, you're in the Maldives. <laughs> you're in the Maldives. You can't complain too much. No, I can't complain <laughs> too much. It's just that's what I mean. It's I find when you're in that. It's the good thing is I had I had, I had you boys. Like you have your teammates to support you as well, and. Uh, I think it's just hard when it's a camp and you're in that environment constantly. Like if it's different when you can go home and sort of do other things, take your mind off it, then you're okay. But it's, if you're on an island in a hotel yeah. with the environment is focused on that. So, so I mean, it's, there's pros and cons to it, but yeah, that, that that's for me. It was a, it was an experience for me and just shows you it's not all perfect, but it's, those are challenges you have to face. So that was my lowest level. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, go on. Sorry, so go ahead. I have another high. <laughs> I have to say, it's. Uh, I think the. I said it before. It's uh, the North Korea game was a high for me as well. Was it? Yeah, I, I didn't play in that game, so a lot of people speak really glowingly about that whole experience. Like it must have been just such a different encounter for you and and the rest of the guys compared to what we were used to. Yeah, it's because uh, I was out again. It's. I wasn't in that tournament we just discussed. I was taken out of the team, but. Before this, before the North Korea, tour, the whole World Cup qualifiers, I was taken out of the the world, the, the squad. So mm. Again, it was time to self. The good thing about that was I was I was able to play with my club team, uh, get back again, get back to get my confidence going again, oh. and then also uh, go home and do other stuff. And then yeah, I got the call up from Coach Dooley and Ace, and it was the last World Cup qualifier. Mm. I was just happy to be back, and in training, I just work my butt off and it coach, uh, coach Dooley was he was really great to me about it he was he was, he was uh, encouraging me and it was good to, it was good to be back and good to ref, I had a chance to refocus and when I came on for those seven minutes I was just like I'm just gonna rub my butt off like yeah so you changed the game I think I think it's quite interesting about your your evolve if how you evolved over that course of your career because you know, I, I look at how you came in and you were like, I mean, obviously your first tournament, you played central midfield and you played in the SEA Games. You were like yeah. this midfield, you, I? yeah, midfield, midfield dynamo. <laughs> so, you know, so you obviously came in and played that role for the national team, uh, slightly sort of a dearth of quality at that particular time. So obviously get, trying to get key players in key positions. Then as we sort of got a bit better, you know, obviously moved to a more traditional right wing position, you know, obviously focusing on getting good delivery into the box, which is what you're probably renowned for. You know, that's 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 the that sort of I I iconic imagery of the James Young husband cross <laughs> is gonna be, you know, yeah. entrenched in, in Philippine football <laughs> folklore forever. But even then, like I mean, you've you you sort of then played a few games up front as a as a starter, as a target man, and and, and then you know, you, you then sort of evolved into this spark plug substitute, mm. substitute, wasn't it? That that was your role with the national team a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I remember that North Korea game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it was it were you two one down or two two when you came on? So I remember Rambo, Ian Ramsey having a massive impact as well we when were, he came on. We were two one down. 
And you came on with seven minutes to go. Yeah. Only one free. Yeah, and obviously can't pull it back to win three two. And then yeah, Manny got the equaliser, and then Rambo scored the winner. Yeah, which you you were involved with with that. I mean, this is and there's so many instances where, you know, I think you 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 either came on or you highlighted your versatility and 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 changed and changed games i mean obviously so many really I- iconic headed goals obviously we, we talked about before the most underrated one which was the one back in uh 2010 wow. qualifiers the lao game we, we spoke about that a lot I, I watched a video the other day of the hong kong header um oh, you yeah. scored away and then that play in that game that was I mean, again a, only a friendly but Whenever you put on a national team shirt, it's an intense game. And that was a really awesome. intense match. Oh, exactly, man. Especially with the crowd and between the two Yeah, the political itself. landscape. was. That's, yeah, exactly. So that spiced things up a bit. So, so you know, it's not a lot of people realise that. Yeah, I just remember we had McDonald's uh, drink cartons thrown at us. Yeah, it was pretty heavy, wasn't it? It was pretty it was, heavy. It was. It was. It was. So, and yeah. Argo, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously developing that into like this... this Energizer, off the bench, um, you know, spark plug. I mean, the, the North Korea game is is obviously one that that's really, you know, it's etched in, like I said, etched in the Philippine folklore. But I mean, there's some other games. I mean, even even as recent as the last Suzuki Cup. I mean, people forget that he came on the came off the bench and impacted a number of games off off the bench. So I think that that's also something that's quite undervalued or underappreciated with you, like. Because a lot of times, like you said, you, you you can be assumed to be a starter, or you can be assumed to be this one type of player. But you you've actually evolved as you've got older and and played many different many different roles within both club football and and, and sort of national team football. How did you like for, for me? Like I, I always struggled with that, you know. I you know, sort of understanding my role. You know, especially towards the end of my national team career, when it was it was evident, you know, you had the likes of Manny coming through, and, and the team was starting to get built around him because he was going to be there for another, you know, eight ten years feasibly. Yeah. How did you sort of get your head around that? I'm quite intrigued. I never really asked you this, but obviously, as your role changed, how did you sort of find the that sort of inner discipline, I suppose, to think right? Well, I accept this role. I accept this challenge. I'm now gonna do this role to the best of my ability, whether it's 10 minutes off the bench, five minutes off the bench, and just ha- try to have a significant impact or play out of position or play a different position to what I'm used to. How did you, how did you deal with that? Um, I think at first it was, it was difficult, but the good thing is I had, you have your friends and family to support you, give you a bit of a confidence boost. But I think, yeah, that time I had out of the national team and then, you just sit at home and you see them, see the players go. My, I see, I think I got to see. I saw my brother literally pack his bags in his tracksuit and stuff. Yeah. And he would go. Of course, you didn't miss. The, as I said, you don't miss the traveling part, but just you miss the build up towards national team games. Like that's when everyone, that's what everyone's talking about. And then it's like that's why I said I'd rather be on the bench and be involved in any way possible. Yeah. You just want, as I said, you just want to contribute. Everything. As, as well, it's harder when you're younger because you want to play as much as you can. It's you want to like, of course, you want to go on to the next levels and stuff. It's you want to, yeah, you just want to play as much as you can. But as you get older, you sort of, as well, it helps to watch. If you watch higher level football, you see that these players have their specific roles, and it's you say, hey, look, it happens to them. It's as well. I mean, it was. I'm sure you had the same when you could relate to professional players, role models as well. I could relate to. Remember David Beckham, like yeah, him up again. Remember Real Madrid when Capello came in, made them train on his own, and of course they were bringing. You had the likes of who did it? Like they had Robinho coming in. They had all these players. That's the thing. It's hard when I'm not saying coaches are worried, but coaches in general, like they come in and they want to change things up a bit. And so I mean, it's hard when players feel like, oh, my place is already in cement. It's like no, if a new coach comes in, they're going to change things up. They want to do things differently. I think mean, we saw that with. Uh, with some coaches in the Premier League when they when they're taking over, they just like now I'm scrapping everything that was done before, I'm doing yeah. things my way. It's, and you have to you have to adapt really. It's you have to adapt and just make things work and collaborate. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I think it helps to have role models and see it's not just you. It doesn't just happen to you. It happens to everyone, even at the highest levels. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's that's how that's that's how I coped really. Just you look at other people who dance. That's why yeah, when I was called back up, I was 
I, I didn't know if I'd play or not. I said, but I was just happy to be involved in any way possible, and yeah, just even just happy to put the training kit on again yeah. and, and training. Also, it's, I mean, it's when you change that role, you're on the bench and you get to bond with all the boys on the bench and everything. It's it's, it's a different experience, and yeah, help that I was older. I think it's harder when you're younger. It's like you just like that's my you just say that's my role now. <laughs> you yeah. Say, like we, I was, you know, I always compare it to movies. You're like, that's your role in the movie. You're yeah. Like, like, so yeah, that 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 helped through. Yeah, I definitely think you always want to be the lead actor, don't you? You do want to, you do want to be the lead actor, but I don't want to be supporting or yeah, yeah. But but I think sometimes you know, if you are a good actor, the, the cameo often steals the steals the movie. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I think to 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 jump on your analogy, and that's something that you did incredibly well. And I think that's probably what it probably gave you an extra two or three years of the national team. If I'm being honest, you know. And if you, and if you look at it, it's 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 arguably created some of the biggest moments for you you know like obviously coming off the bench for um the, the Tajikistan game yeah. and having a massive Im- impact in that game um you know these 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 sorts of things um you know your adaptability and your versatility has, has, has helped you you know gain longevity in, in in the game and I think that's that's something that a lot of kids need to understand uh you know we had Harvey Gayoso coming on the show and he he, he talked about obviously could be a striker and how you know, um, Scott was trying to get him to play as a um, as a right back, and then he accepted the challenge. And I think that's great. Yeah. People need to have that kind of attitude in order to to survive in this in this in this game. Because if you don't, if you're rigid in your th- in your thinking, you know, you're going to find it very very hard to have a have a long yes. long career. Um, so yeah, it's you're spot on, mate. And I think as well, like as I said, the more you with any craft you do, with anything you do, the more you do. I think it's you know as well being a coach now and like me that's why I want to get into it so um, I think it helps because that's it you'll be able to you'll have kids as well who aren't happy when they're not playing mm-hmm. and you can just say well I, that's what happened to me and I think that's yeah. it it's all about a bit relation and re- relatability and like you're like don't, I know how you feel because I've been there but it's just like you that's it especially when you're coaching young kids and you have to explain why they didn't play or you have a special role for them <laughs> a role yeah. in mind for them and so yeah, that's what what has helped what will help us in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Um, would you change anything? This is this is one of the other questions that I wanted to ask you because you know obviously you had, you had your ups and downs, you had your little hiatus for a, for a period where you yeah. know you're at loggerheads with the PFF, for example. I know obviously you know like you said about you didn't get to play in the AFC until very very recently, which I know was a real big target target for you guys. And then again, it was cut, unfortunately cut sure with with the pandemic but is is there anything looking back that you think oh i i wish i could change that i wish i'd done that differently looking back over your career is there anything you 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 would change if if you could um um not really like i think um how do i say i had this in my mind just a second ago (laughs) (laughs) um no it's it's like when i first was younger i was like oh i wish i just played more, got more football fitness when I rather than taking a break. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, but then you wouldn't have learned how important football fitness is. Right. So I think everything happens for a reason. It's uh I mean like you had you said we there was a time where we took a break from the national team, but I think what we took a break because we believed what was right and it what we felt it wasn't right what that was going on back then and um, no I've always felt at the time it's I've had time to think about certain decisions. And it hasn't been a rush decision, but it's like, and I've always believe I've made the right decision. It's, it's, uh, it's always been a good one. And yeah, so there's nothing I wouldn't really change really. It's kind of boring. I was like, oh, certain times I wish I was more focused and everything. Yeah. Uh, when, when were uh, you not, when were you not so focused? I think, yeah, maybe that's uh, the, when was I not focused? When I was younger. When yeah. I was younger, if I wasn't like, I think, yeah, I think I could have shown I wanted it a bit more. Uh, but you know, I, I think football was changing during that time in Ireland, like in terms of the way it was being played and the philosophy of the clubs. Um, are, you, are you sort of talking more like your old Chelsea days? Is that is that what you're yeah, sort of relating to? Yeah, yeah. Probably, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, because um, like obviously you know, my role was growing up, David Beckham role, right midfielder, whipping in crosses. Like I say this about me and Phil talk about uh, Alonso right now for Chelsea, like how he plays left back, but we're like. 
back in the day, he probably would have been a left midfielder. Just yeah, he would have. Yeah. But now the game has changed so much where they have your the fullbacks are now the the cross the the ones who cross the ball in. I watched what's it for Chelsea the other day, James, and I'm like, he's he's quality like going forward and can whip in a good ball and just shows you how much the game. And you got Alex uh, Trent Alex Arnold for yeah. Paul. Like back in the day, they would have been the forward players. So yeah, I think mean, yeah, it's maybe you're yeah. I think if I could change something, it would have been maybe I've stopped. I kind of always wanted to. They were Chelsea would encourage me to play more as a fullback. I was like, no, nah, I want to be a right midfield. I want to be a right winger. But I didn't really understand that the game was evolving and changing then. Right. So I'd probably yeah say I should have just cemented myself as a right fullback. So yeah. So if you focus. could, if the older James at the time and speak to the young James young husband, what what would he say in that instance then? You say just stick to right back. Be be like Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> be like Gary Neville. <laughs> no one grows up wanting to be Gary Neville, mate. Because the game is changing now. So yeah, that would be my uh, big. Um, but yeah, no real regrets. Uh, like because yeah, I, I feel the times that those have been learning experiences for me. Yeah, and they've they've. That's the, what I mean. Yeah, the time I had out from the national team that was a big learning experience. I think, yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. Like, sorry to cut you off. Like, right. as I as I speak to a number of different coaches now, we're talking about certain things about how to deal with youngsters, and that seems to be like a common thread at the moment. Is is just like no one really realizes what it takes to make it, you know? Like, and even when you think you're working hard, mm. you're probably not working as hard as you should, you know? Mm. And 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 it just. I mean, you would have heard it, James, and I definitely heard it. It was, you know, older pros would be like, look, you know, you need to be working hard at your game. When this is all over, like, you know, you're going to look back at this and think, oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I did that, which is the worst thing that you could you could, um, you could, could possibly do. But I think it's, it's trying to find the way in which to get that message across to young to young players who are just embarking on their career or or who want to make a career in, in football. Yeah. So, uh, what what advice would you have for any youngster like if because now you are that older pro or the former pro, you know, if there's any youngsters that are li- out there listening, like what what sort of advice would you give to any of them who you know who, who want to make it in in professional football? Um, yeah, <laughs> this is a very good question. Actually, I've always wanted to answer this one. I think uh, Rio Ferdinand answered it ages ago. Um, but I mean, it's it's how when you're young. Especially now, this these this day and age with media, with social media, I mean, I fell for it when I was younger. You kind of feel like football; it's all about becoming a star. It's all about becoming. Uh, it's all about being the, the best player, and because um, why did I say this? You feel like yeah, you. It's all about having the having the best gear and looking good, and it's all about having everyone talk about you after the game. But I mean, it's you have to think have a longer. Uh, longer picture a, a longer goal in mind mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's just play as much football as you can and like because you, you always worry you don't know how the everyone's scared of the unknown and they don't know how their career is going to go but I mean you just at the end of the day if you get play as much football as you can can, and you're going to have bad games that's part of it in anything you're going to have that but again that's when you learn it's like so don't don't dwell on it too much but just look forward to the next training sessions and the next games and just play as much because the more hours you clock on, the more it's going to help you in the long run. It's so like when I see other people do their call, like actors, singers, and everyone's like, oh, they're amazing. But you think about it, that's because they've been doing that for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And they've been, there's been a time when I'm sure, yeah, I remember hearing a Rihanna sing a, sing a song and she was so out of tune and everything. But now look, she's a global singing su- uh, superstar. It's like no one's perfect. No one's going to, but you're going to have bad times and, you just gotta keep going. It's it's cheesy. It sounds very Hollywood movie-ish, but it is true that you just gotta keep going and work on your craft and just study the game really and study. Uh, I, I suggest play it. Always aim for the highest level you can play at because it's it'll be hard, but you get used to that hard and then it's um, and then it becomes easier. So yeah, just play as much as you can and just. Yeah, I did have a vision in mind which position you want to be. In. <laughs> that's which am- that's you, not what you want. I think mean, it's yeah, find a position that you know that you are going to excel in, rather than which position you you see yourself ideally becoming. But it's, you have to see which one 
can give you a great long career. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Like one one of the things, like especially dealing with youngsters and you know people who who, who think they want to make it in the game, like. There is no shortcuts. You know, when I hear people, oh, he's natural, he's got natural ability. I don't think there's such a thing. I think there's maybe one in a million who is natural, you have that natural talent. But even like you look at someone like Messi, and you, if you don't think that that guy's working crazy hard on his game, you know, like you're, you're, you're living in the dream world. And I think we're all probably blessed with certain attributes or certain um, skills, a skill set or physical. Um, capabilities that enable us to do certain things easier, um, but then then there really is no shortcut, and it's not going to be a straight line. It's not going to be linear. It's not going to be here, and the success is here, and you just go here. It's it's all over. It's ups and downs. It's and it, and it's how you you know deal in those low moments, how how you react in those difficult periods, and and how you manage to stay grounded during those peak moments that that will hopefully enable you to to get to where you get to, but. You know, I, I think it's really tough. Like you said, it's really tough to see to see how hard you have to work because a lot of that's done in the dark. Yeah. A lot of that's done when people aren't aren't watching. I used to say to our young kids coming through, "What's what's done in the dark comes out in the light." That was my that was my thing. I used to say because people people don't see you at home passing the ball against the exactly. passing the ball against the wall. People don't, don't see you do the run. Yeah. People don't see us doing those shuttle runs. You know. Um, you know, and little little things as well. I, I, used, I used to hate it when I used to see kids. They they don't turn at the line. They don't go to the cone. They go just just short. They go just short, and they don't they don't touch the that, touch the line or they don't touch the cone. And I absolutely despise that because if you're going to cheat now in front of people, you're going to cheat when people aren't looking, and that exactly. and and that sort of thing just does does not does not hold with me and I, I make a really big point about little things like that because if you're going to cheat in front of your teammates on a run if you're going to cheat when you get told you have to turn at the line you, you're going to cheat when it, when it, no one's watching when you do a 10k run you'll do you know you do 9.5k you know or you, or you know we need to make that lung busting run into the box at the end of the game you're not going to make it yeah, you know because exactly. you, you know that's so that's really interesting that you, that you say that I think that's that's really great advice because the last thing really I want to talk about is, is what's next. I know, I know you expressed at the beginning of the episode and in previous episodes that, that you want to get into coaching. Um, so what's, what's the next step for, for James Young husband? Well, yeah, it's, um, of course it's, we've done the 10 year playing, playing career. <laughs> so I think, yeah, next thing is I have a I have roughly a five to 10 year plan of coaching. And I know the again. It's those. Are you going to finish that in one year as well? You're going to you're yeah, going to do that in. The, I have yeah. got yeah. Then you have finish in one year, and then it's like, all right. What next now? What next? Be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I own a football club. I've got a football club. <laughs> I've got enough cash to buy a football club. Um, but no, it's. Um, I know the first year is going to be high because I'm still learning. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I know the game perfect. I'm not saying like I know, like I'm I'm the ideal coach now. I'm ready to coach. It's no. It's going to be a learning process and. For me, it's I want to travel around. I'd like to go to the states. I'd like to go to, back to the UK. Hopefully, if Chelsea will take me take me on, I say it's not about yeah the uh, asking for lots of cash, but it's about yeah just the experience and the knowledge I will gain from it. So that's why I want to really study it, like study different different coaches, different way, different styles of different philosophies, different beliefs, really, and yeah, really just yeah just learn more about the game, really, and take. Uh, take a step onto the sidelines and just just watch the players play. So, yeah, yeah what, sort, what sort of coaching do you see yourself doing? Like, would you like to do kids? Would you like to do yeah. like, pro level? Like, what what's, what 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 do you sort of see yourself coaching? I would like to kids, kids and uh, and teenagers really. It's fine. Yeah, who knows? I'm not so sure yet about yeah. the men's team in the future. I just find like uh, I think that'll take more years for me to become. Handling men, men's play, uh, handling uh, men's team. Just I love the. I think good thing with kids and expect like where there's a they see a pathway and also you because you're not just dealing with the kids you're dealing with the parents also I'm sure you mm-hmm. know and you see the part they if there's a pathway you can help you can work on that pathway together and it's um which I think they, I just love the attitude of them wanting to learn especially like if you have ourselves there. They have loads of questions and they want to learn. And I think it's 
it's good you can teach them lots of stuff free really. so i think for now yeah definitely for the next five years will be young kids and uh and teenagers looking to looking to excel in the sport yeah brilliant i think um I think you got a lot to give. Like what one one thing I would say with that is, you, is the same as what you would give as a player. Like you just got to get on the grass and just do loads and loads of sessions. Like there is absolutely no substitute, exactly. no substitute for that. You know, like it's. it's well, I remember going on, on the coaching course that I did in 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 Ireland, and you know, the, all of these people have got so much knowledge. You know, guys who played at the top top end, guys you guys you know very well, yeah. and. Um, yeah, just the ability to get their information out in a succinct, orderly fashion was really tough because they never they'd never done it before. But obviously, the more you practice, the more you rehearse, the more sessions you deliver, the more comfortable you get with that. And then that part of your brain just gets freed up to to see what's in front and react to to what's going on. You know, I think that's that's really key because once you get used to delivering sessions, you're not worried about oh, oh what, what cone goes there, or what's the next progression, and that's already on autopilot because you've done, you know, a thousand training sessions, ten thousand training sessions, or however many you you decide to do. So, you know, I think that's. But I think the key is is obviously with you is you've got that knowledge, so it's just about how you get it out to to the kids, and then you know the type of coach you want to be because you've got many influences. Um, you know, from people you've played under or people that you've worked with. So what I'm interested to find out is, is what type of coach is James Young husband going to be? Are you, are you going to be a hard task, taskmaster? Are you going to be hair-dryer treatment? Are you going to be the arm-around-the-shoulder type coach? What, what, what type of coach do you think James Young husband is going to be? I'm going to be hand-over-the-shoulder type. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be Nurturing. All the players love. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my idea, like, growing up as, especially being at Chelsea, I've, watched Frank Lampard as a player. Yeah. I recently watched him as a coach and I think he's done amazing as a coach and seeing how he's brought in, like, of course, they had the difficult situation with the transfer band. Yeah. Like how he's got the team and I think it's, and the football they play, it's great. It's exciting. It's, and the thing he's done as well, he's brought in the youth as well and given opportunity, which, let's be honest, was, um, there wasn't much, uh, that wasn't kind of happening before. Yeah. And now it's like you see all the young players at Chelsea getting loads of game time. They're in the FA Cup final. Um, so I think he's, he's one of my big role models. As well, he's, he's got like a young coaching staff as well. You can see how he works. And so I see Frank Lampard as a big influence on me. Of course, I'm not going to say I'm going to carbon copy exactly what he does. But of course, that's the, the type of things you like. You take a big uh, piece of what he does and you, you create your own way. So, yeah, of course, like... There's that stuff from Mourinho I'd love I, I love as well. Not yeah. his recent stuff that I've seen on Amazon. No. <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, I just I mean that just I mean just I already know as a coach uh, how important it is just by knowing people's names how much of an effect that makes on people. I they sorry, low battery. Sorry. <laughs> they uh, um, just knowing people's names it's how much of a big effect that can have. Uh, happen on man management stuff and just yeah. simple words of well done and so like, and as you said we know what it's like to be a player we know what like what we would like from coaches and stuff like of course I understand there are some players who won't who who need like a big yelling at sometimes need that extra motivation I remember our good friend when I played with him Milan <laughs> like at Morocco like getting so frustrated with each other we're screaming at each other and uh, and that, uh, after the game, he came up to me and said, thank you. I went, why are you saying thank you? We fought. And he was like, no, I, I needed you to yell at me and fight me because that, that rattles me up. And yeah. I was like, oh, not everyone's like me who needs to like, who just needs to talk. <laughs> yeah. But there's some players who need a rollick in, some players who are a bit like, as you said, arm over the shoulder. You know it all, mate. So, yeah. it's, so that's why I think the interest about it is just managing these personalities and, I say, and that's what I mean. You can't just come in and change everything right away. You need to get in, need to know the personalities. It takes time. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I, the, the the last thing I want to find out about is, is philosophy. What's, yeah. what's 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 it gonna what's it gonna look like? What's the James Young husband team gonna gonna look like? Do you have any ideas yet? Right, well, I think it's especially during this pandemic. It's like we know since we're young, but it's just gotta keep things fresh and fun. I think like. Uh, it's especially if you do the same thing over and over again, it becomes boring. And then 
yeah, if you enjoy it, you're going to keep looking forward to wanting to do it and pursue it longer. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. I'm for, I want to study more how football's played. Like, yeah. Quite, yeah. It's good to watch. It's good to watch the game, football again. It's good to have the Premier League back and see see how, especially uh, if you had Chelsea beat Man, C- um, Man United the other day. Yeah. Lampard's, uh, Lampard's first win over Ole. So, it's, that's what I mean. It's interesting. That's what's interesting about it. Just, it's, it's the battles, the tactics. It's, that's why I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet. That's why, that's why the first part I learned it. But I think, yeah, just I want to have fun as a coach. If not, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to want to keep doing it. Yeah. You just want to have fun. And as well, if I go to these other countries, just a new environment, as I said, keeping it fresh. But then I do, I'm, like, some people have asked me, like, yeah, your brother, like, are you leaving for good? <laughs> so I'm, yeah. like, I'm not. It's, I'm just going just to, to travel and gain something, take, steal some information, then bring it back to the Philippines and let yeah. the Philippines have it. So, yeah, yeah that, that's the plan. Yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, look, James, we, we would sit in our hotel rooms and we talk <laughs> tactics and we'd chat Maybe about... Maybe you McDonald's, yeah? Yeah, with my, with my dodgy <laughs> boots <laughs> on and, and, we, and we'd talk about football and, you know, how we would do it, you know, if we had it and, you know, all of these different things. And I think, you know, those are the types of discussions that that need to be had because it's what formulates your your, your ideas in your head and um, it, it, it starts to form your identity not just as a footballer but as a as a future coach and now hopefully very soon as a coach and you know we, we would have so many discussions and we've we've experienced so many different scenarios that hopefully will enable us to you know when the situations present itself with young kids we say look as you said about being on the bench and and, and not playing a game like you know you know that if, if you play in a game and you win the game 5-0 but the guy doesn't come off the bench you know you've got to speak to that guy and say hey look listen I know this this you know, this doesn't seem great at the moment, but be positive, be, be you know, positive around your teammates. And, you know, I still think you're a great player and, you know, we're going to utilise in a game where I think your your strengths exactly. will, will, will be better for the game. And I think, you know, those sorts of things are massive, like, um, and those lessons are things that, that, that you need to hold on to because they're the things that are going to make you unique as a coach um, down down the stretch. Um so I'm I'm excited I'm excited to see um, to see how how this all this all pans out for you. Um, I, I think I said in the post when when you announced it a few weeks back, you know, you've had an unbelievable career. I mean, over a hundred caps. You've been part of some some sort of seminal moments in 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 Filipino football history. Um, don't know if you've talked to a statue yet, but you know there's <laughs> there's uh, you know you've definitely been at the forefront of 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 Philippine football for 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 such a long time, and um, Absolute game changer, no question about it. Absolute game changer. So with, without you, um, you know, put your brother in that bracket as well, because I think the two of you are synonymous with with this this period of, of football here in the Philippines. And the landscape will be completely different, mm-hmm. completely different. So um, you know, for that, we, you know, myself and all, all the other Philippine football fans, massive thank you. Congratulations on a, on a brilliant career, and um, you know, we look forward to see what happens with. Uh, with regards to the coaching career, look forward to seeing you maybe national team well, we'll do coaching staff thing. down down the road. Maybe, yeah, oh, let's, let's see what happens. 20, 20 years' time. No, I'll say it's now, I can say it's publicly. Like, I'd love to work <laughs> work under you. <laughs> no, Sounds a bit saucy, that. Because uh, now, mate, I've, I've, you've said nice words to me, and I said it's the truth, mate. Like coming into the national team, like just you, you have this uh, leadership quality, this aura. Gonna big you up here. It's aura that I, me and my brother and other players would feel when John Terry would step in a room. Just like it's aura. Like, what nervous? Ne- nervous gonna steal your wife? Is that- yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but like, just like you knew, like you and Rob, like and some other players. But you knew if you're going into bow, you two would be the ones we want, like leading us and everything. We'd we'd go to you lead us into battle. So uh, that's what I mean. I'd love to work with you. Like yeah, go back to the UK. Hang out with Rob Gear, learn from him as well, learn from you, like so many mates. And I think that's what it's about. It's about connecting, sharing ideas, and yes, yeah, what what we enjoy doing. I said we could talk about football for hours, hours and hours. Yeah, and time, no, but, time flies by. Yeah, and I, and I and I appreciate you giving your time here today and and, and talking about yeah. You know your rationale behind wanting to retire, and 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 I totally get it. So yeah, just want to wish you the best of luck with um 
with your future endeavours in the coaching world and, and beyond. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Chris. Yeah, I really appreciate it, James. Thanks for coming on. Um, for those of you who are listening, watching, if, if you like our content, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, make sure you... Uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you subscribe to those networks. And um, it would really, really help if you uh, make a comment on, on any of our any of those platforms. It really helps with, um, with getting that information out to the general broader public. Please share our content with your friends, with your family. If you think people would find James Young Husband waffling on for an hour, interesting, um, or any of the other previous podcasts that we've got in our archive, like I said, this is, the, this is the 50th episode now um, that we will we'll put down. It, it's been a wonderful journey. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming on the show for a second time, James. I'm, I'm sure you'll be on again um, yeah, in, in, in a few. I hope, hopefully, hopefully once you're a fully-fledged coach, we'll get you back on to give some of, some of your coaching ideas as well. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Brilliant. Thanks, James. Appreciate that. Cheers, Take mate. care.